Hi, my name is Alad Gross. Welcome to the Alad Pod, an online, uncensored town hall program designed to bring our government back to you. Every episode is a recording of our live show with special guests and questions asked by audience members like you. We speak with Mayor Ayana Shivers of Mexico, Missouri, who made history as the town's first black female mayor. She's also an educator. We talk about the needs of rural Missouri and the importance of public service at this historic moment in America. higher education right now, because I know that there are so many issues going on with the state budget and everything else. Um, have there been talks about what's going to be happening at Lincoln University next year? Totally looks different. Normally, it's something where people would come on campus, they'd do the tour, they'd walk through, meet people. Now, of course, everything is being done virtually. I've actually had the privilege of watching three students that I know of personally that are going to be going there doing that. We're doing advising you know, online. And of course, we've been on this platform, uh, virtual online instruction for since March, mid-March. So that has been different to say the least. Mm -hmm. And just got word, it looks like uh, we've had that Lincoln has cut 41 um, positions. I know my Mm -hmm. original position definitely is probably on the chopping block. So, um, that's, you know, it's one of the things that's going on with the budget cuts that came with higher ed. And so it's interesting to see how the the universities are working around making sure that their students can get the best education possible while faculty is going to be forced to really be working. Probably, you know, people are going to be taking, I know I was with the, I'm with the um, union there. And I know one of the things that they agreed to do well, one of the things was they would take a larger course load for the same amount of pay. I know Lincoln faculty staff is taking a 2.5% de- uh, decrease in salaries for the upcoming year. So yeah. um, I think um, based on the information that I received, I think Lincoln was one of the hardest hit in the last round of cuts. And so we're, we're seeing it. Yeah. But, you know, it's always hopeful to see the tenacity of people and people are still forging on. I've seen educators even in K-12 because I know K-12 is suffering now too. Mm-hmm. We forge on because that's what educators do. We're, you know, we weren't in it obviously for the money. It's more for the outcome. And I'm looking forward to the day, hopefully where we can see proper compensation for those who give so much important to our children, our youth and our future. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a it's certainly a tough time having taught for for uh, many years now with kids, primarily with uh, St. Louis public schools. But um, yeah, it's 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 tough to see all those cuts happening right now, and so much of that is because of what happened in the economy with the coronavirus and um, you know delays in, in taxing and you know folks just not having the money. I mean, folks before it's this, just not there. yeah, exactly. I mean, they were they were already on the edge before this, and this certainly pushed a whole lot of folks. And for, unfortunately, a lot of small businesses um, just you know can't recover from it either. Um, you know, I, I wonder. 
you know, I, I mean, certainly things, it seems like things are going to be, be changing for some time. Um, I mean, virtual learning obviously is one component of that. I wonder, you know, how much, how much have you had to, to do with that already? I mean, obviously we're zooming right now and, uh, you know, there's, there's difficulties all the time. Like sometimes, you know, the, the microphone's not working or whatever it is, but you know, I wonder how, how has that transition been? For the most part, I can honestly say from, let's say, from working at Lincoln, Lincoln, we were lucky that when everything COVID-19 was really hitting big, our students were already on spring break. So Lincoln took the platform, will extend spring break by a week. And they did extensive training for uh, teachers and faculty on various um, online platforms for for people who've never used YouTube or Zoom or Schematic they really tried to make sure that we were equipped with information to help us make the transition easier. I think the biggest thing that we're seeing, and I think, like you said, it, we see it in higher ed, and I'm sure it was the same in K-12, not everyone has access to the internet. Right. You know, that's one of the big issues in Missouri. Um, when I ran a couple of years ago, that was one of the things we talked about, you know, how can we make sure that everyone has access to, you know, broadband is available yeah. throughout the state and not just in spots. What can we do to improve that? Um, and then of course there's some people, you know, I had some students that were really good students and all of a sudden you wouldn't hear from them. They didn't have a laptop, their smartphone, maybe they didn't have an actual smartphone, believe it or not, not everyone has smartphones. Um, so those are the type of issues I think that we're plagued with now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you hear stories of teachers and students having to go to, you know, the local Walmart to get the Wi-Fi to download their assignments right. or to upload them. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. We've had we've had folks that, um, you know, we've had on you know, with technical difficulties. Sometimes they were able to make it depending on where they are in the state. But a lot of folks who've just been like, I don't get reliable Internet. I can't come can't come on this thing. I can't do this. Um, you know, folks who right. are, yeah, they just, it can't even, not even like watch, you know, we do a lot of stuff online now as a campaign to try to, you know, reach out to folks or whatever it might be, also get information out. And for folks, I mean, just like getting part of a video down is... is, is oh gosh, just like you said, just yeah. you and I trying to get on the Skype right. app, it's, it's just like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can say, you know, from being in Mexico, one of the things that I saw here as we were, you know, combating the coronavirus and the pandemic here and locally, is seeing so many of our business people, the chamber, our community coming together and working. There's been a big push, you know, to encourage people to shop locally. You know, whether if you're not comfortable going into the stores, you know, shop online, have your food delivered. And we were seeing it actually um, the top of the month when we had our council report, we actually saw a 6.8% increase in sales taxes from the previous year at the same time. Now, what's going to happen after the, you know, the length of this extends, you know, that might drop. But right now, we're seeing people really trying to make things happen. We saw um, several entities, uh, even some of them going on now, that uh, restaurants were providing meals, not only to students, but for seniors. Mm. And, you know, the community seeing people come and donate, you know, from their own pockets or items to be utilized, that gives you hope. Right. Definitely. Right. 
Yeah. Well, I've got so many. I got so many questions related to all, but I, I wanna. I want. I want people to understand how you got where you are right now. So, um, you know, so you're the mayor of Mexico, Missouri, uh, over in Audrain County, lovely county. I love visiting. Uh, been to Mexico several times, including for some fairs before the virus hit. But how how did you become mayor of? Because I know your government's a little bit different. How did you become mayor of Mexico? Well, it started. It's hard to believe it's been over three years when I first got elected to city council and I just recently was reelected when we had um, the election in June um, after being gone for almost 25 years. So I moved back. It'll be six years ago, March. I mean, not March, April, I mean, August. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Getting my days and stuff mixed up. This COVID-19 is really affecting us more than we thought. Yeah. Um, and I remember after being here about six months, I started attending council meetings and I was shocked to see, I guess I should say, the look of our council at that time. Mm -hmm. There were no women, there were no people of color. Um, and I, you know, and I, moving back, you hear people complain about stuff. And I'm one of those people when you hear people complaining or you have a, you see a problem, be part of the solution. And for me, that was, let's run for office. First year I lost by 18. The next year I ran and was elected and still to this date have the most number of votes um, wow. as far as if you go by the year, this time I didn't have quite as many, but not as many people came out either. Mm. Um, and then, uh, last year for the first time, uh, the way that we do it is it's not a public election for mayor. It is the council elects their mayor each year. Um, because we have a unique form where the council members get a dollar, the mayor gets a dollar. I don't get two dollars. I still just get a dollar. But uh, and that's you know that's the way that we de they decided that we were running it simply because we um, hire a you know city manager that takes care of the contracts and does the actual business. He just can't do anything without our approval. So. Mm -hmm. So, so is um, it is it that every is it always a council member who serves as the mayor? There's, it's, you have to be a council gotcha. member. Right now, we have a clause in there where, um, I, right before I got on the council, they had put it up where a person cannot serve as mayor more than two consecutive terms. Mm -hmm. So, come April, I will lose my seat as mayor unless the council decides which we have the option to do to move it back the way it was previously, mm. where there's no term limit on how many times they can elect you to stay the mayor. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, you know, one of the cool things for some people was the fact that I was the first black female mm -hmm. to hold this office. And I was, it had been 40 years since another black council person served on the council when I got elected. So, wow. yeah. Wow. So what, you know, I mean, so you've got this first election, and you said you lost by 18. That's not 18%. That's 18 votes. 18 votes. 18 yes. votes. Uh, and, you know, you're out there. I mean, first, there's, like, the barrier, because we've got a lot of folks who are running for the first time that we're working with around the state, or, or, or even young folks who are on the campaign who are looking right. and thinking, hey, I want to run for something one day. But, you know, I guess there's two. There's two kind of barriers there, because there's one, you deciding – you know, with all this history and looking around at the council and everything else, uh, you know, and obviously, like you said, like that first barrier was, well, I see something wrong. I'm going to try to change it. And I want to be in, involved and get in there. So it's the first one to run that first time. But then after that first time and losing by 18 votes, like what, 
what what was it that said you got to get off the mat? You got you're doing this again. Well, I'm, I'm, I've never been a quitter, so mm-hmm. I I was one of those things. One when I ran the first time, it was just me. I went and invested some money in some yard signs. I put a couple up. I really didn't have anyone working with me. Um, so some people didn't even realize I was back. And what you found out a lot of times, there are certain populations that didn't see the need of voting in municipal elections. The beauty, I said, of me losing the 18, it sparked more people who historically didn't go out in these elections mm-hmm. to go out the next time because they were like, I could have went and voted. It was only 18. And I said, you know, initially, I think it was the fact that they didn't think I had a snowball chance in Hades in winning. And so why bother? You know, it's going to be the same old, same old. But when they realized, oh, my gosh, our vote could have made a major difference on the outcome, it motivated them to become a part of the solution. Yeah, you get like a room full of 18 people and you're like, hey, do you all vote? (laughs) No, and the crazy thing is, I think I probably had twenty that came up and told me later, "I'm so sorry." And I wanted to say to them at that point, "Don't tell me you're not one of the people who didn't go out. Please, uh, please, just please don't apologize. I, I really don't want to know. Yeah, <laughs> just keep it to yourself. Wait a little bit. Even, right, keep out. it yeah. to yourself. It still hurts a little bit. Yeah. But. Oh man. Well, that's okay. You know, a lot of these things happen. I think you're exactly right. I mean, you're looking at the situation, and sometimes folks just need to be woken up, right, to say, "Oh, that's wow." Right. I, like I make a difference, right? I could have done this. So, and, that, um, and that's it. And I think since being on the council, mm-hmm. my main goal was to see that everyone felt that they had a voice yeah, or at least know that somebody's trying to listen. Since being the mayor, I've started instituting something I call Munch with the Mayor. Right now we're doing it via Zoom. Okay. We've been doing it virtually the last couple of times. But um, it's a time where I'll usually pick a local restaurant a random restaurant because I said, hey, that brings business to them. Um, Tell people when I'm going to be there. Sometimes it's in the morning. Sometimes it's noon. Sometimes it's at the evening. So a person can't say, well, I work all the time in the mornings or I'm just, you know, I'm like, well, I try to hit each time. Mm -hmm. And now it's more about seeing who really is coming out. Um, And then we just, it's really a free for all. I'll bring some information about what uh, the council has voted on or things that are up and coming things I think citizens should be concerned about and then after that you know they're free to ask questions sometimes I have other guests from the city come and you know share their perspectives on things or answer questions about pressing issues so yeah what what are what are folks I guess you know having having these meetings virtually or even you know listening to folks outside of that but what what are the biggest issues that you're seeing right now in your town you know, for a while when COVID hit, I was getting more inboxes on my Facebook. I'm mm-hmm. pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just that. saying, hey, my job didn't close down or, hey, what's the city doing? We haven't heard this order yet or what, you know, how are they? People just needed reassurance of not necessarily agreeing with how we were handling it 100%, but understanding the rationale. Mm-hmm. And our message was we are operating on facts, not fear. We're trying to implement best practices. Um, you know, now with the opening, we're saying, hey, yes, we're reopening for business, but we're still highly recommending you follow, you know, social distancing, hand washing, if you choose to wear a mask, those sort of things. And I said, this is how we slow the curve mm-hmm. and hopefully still allow our communities to move forward. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because there was one there was you know you were talking about the uh, sales tax, which is just so essential to local governments. Um, and a lot of places, I know I was in Lebanon um, shortly before everything happened, and there was a big discussion about the Wayfair tax, um, which is, you know, the tax because there's that company Wayfair, which I wasn't super familiar mm-hmm. with, but it's online. I mean, similar to like an Amazon or something else. Yeah, but, the use, we call it the use tax. The use tax, yes, yes. Uh, uh, and and there's, there's these online companies, these retailers that aren't paying it, right? So they're not paying into or they're not collecting it and then giving yeah. it. Yeah. Um, is that something that you would like to see happen? Is that well, a- actually funny? You just ask us that. Wow. We had the use tax on our June 2nd election. Okay. Um, and we can say that not only in Mexico, but in our county, Audrain, it passed almost what was it? 65% okay. of the voters. I think it's because we were doing an excellent job of talking about what we're wanting to use it for mm. primarily, um, we were using it for capital improvements for Mexico. The big, uh, the big. I think one of the big draws, and I think it probably helped Audrain County because Mexico is one of the biggest, you know, right. is the county seat. So okay. it probably helped it, you know, get over a little bit easier mm-hmm. um, when we had so many people locally that were voting for it. But um, explaining that, look, we're losing money. You're complaining about our roads. You're complaining about. For us, it was a swimming pool. We've been wanting mm-hmm. a swimming pool, and we said, hey. We're about to do construction for a swimming pool, but whether or not we get the three point, you know, the three million dollar pool or a one million dollar splash pad is pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you can't please everyone. I know that even afterward, and after we uh, had our meetings, and even I just I was looking at some comments. Some people were disappointed when last night the final draft for the pool was shown and. It took off two of the swimming lanes, and it didn't have a drop a drop slide that was going to cost us another additional one hundred and thirty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But one of the things that we added was um, a diving board that teenagers, when we had a month with the mayor that was out of the high school, told Parks and Recs, you know, if we had to choose between the slide or the diving board, we want the diving board. Mm-hmm. And so it's you know really trying to get people to understand you can't always get everything. It's not as somebody tried to put it, we're trying to do a bait and switch. It, it comes to dollars and cents. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Especially now. I mean, goodness gracious. Like, I mean, so, so many, cha- so many plans have had to change as a result of all of this. Uh, exactly. You know, it's amazing. You're just talking about two swimming lanes versus the whole darn thing. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Cause you know, I had a, I got an email about this at the end of uh, the legislative session and there was a guy, he was a small business owner, I think in St. Charles. And he was very upset, very, very upset. Uh, and he was talking about how the legislature isn't passing this and how he's getting, you know, people are just coming into a store to look around and then they're like, Oh, we can get this for cheaper online than walking out. And you know, it's tough. It's tough when, uh, that playing field, not only from like the perspective of money that's coming into the local government and then the services exactly. that you can provide, but also the playing field between these online big retailers that already have all this power versus local, uh, local exactly. stores. It's tough. And, and, you know, I think I was more disappointed thinking when the state passed its use tax, it did not mm-hmm. include the municipalities um, and counties in that and said, hey, we look, we, we got ours. So the rest of y'all, if you can get it, great. If you can't. And 
Right. You know, we were blessed. We were a little nervous about that. You know, anytime you're talking about a tax, people get a little, eh, more money you're taking out. You know, is this a new tax? But like I told people, you pay it when you, you know, shop locally. When you go out of town and now, you, you know, because a lot of people are doing so much more online. Yeah. I said, you're really hurting your own communities. You're talking about the schools. You're talking about this that you want to see improved. But if you don't have tax dollars, I know there are some people who are totally against taxes, but the reality is without them, you're not going to be able to run your communities. So. Yeah. yeah. It's a necessary evil. Yeah. I mean, look, you got you to get the swimming pool. And I think what's, what's, you know, what's so good about this, and I really like this conversation, it just makes me smile so much, is the, 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 the nuance and the detail, like all these things, like, oh, we had this conversation, here's the pricing of this slide versus, the, like, there is such a huge impact that local government has in all of our lives. And far too often, we're so focused on, you know, these offices that get a lot more attention, but really don't do as much. Um, you know, I wonder, I wonder for, for you, since, you know, you were talking about the, getting folks out, they didn't come out the first time, but they had to learn. And what what has been you know what have you learned being you know elected official on the local level uh, in terms of like engaging more people in the process like what what has that been like for folks who might well, not have been looking before you know it's funny and I really do need to write this paper I mean this um, reflection for a journal that it has asked me to for about a year and I just haven't got around to you it so it's time now. on my to do list come on now is. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize that when I worked on my PhD, one of the things that I really worked on was adult, the andragogy of teaching adults and getting adults engaged. Mm -hmm. So it really helps because you realize, hey, I have to make this personal to them and their experience. If and I saw it, you know, I'm sure you see it on the campaign trail when you can connect with people at their level and at what they're what they're wanting Mm -hmm. to talk about. In other words, if we're not always bringing our own agendas in here, but we allow them to see, no, we've been hearing what you're saying, it opens up the dialogue. It opens up people. They may not, like you said, they may not always agree with what your decision is, but they can sometimes respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just like, you have, it's, they'll respect because you're respecting them now, right? Like you're telling them. It's a really simple concept. Pretty, you know, we kind of learned that pretty early. We're supposed to at least. I hope we're still doing that. And I I try to be involved. I remember uh, one of the platforms I ran on first and second time that I ran, and I mentioned it this third time when I ran, is city council people, once we're elected officials, we can't be living in a some type of cocoon somewhere mm. off in some cave. We have to be, a, we have to be out and about, you know, the, the craziest things or the little things that mean so much to me happened, you know, was one of the things that happened last Sunday. I was at highway 54 diner, uh. finished my meal was leaving. And I decided I was going to go over and watch a movie ET, believe it or not. <laughs> There's no movie. Great movie. But I decided I was going to support local. And the history behind me watching E.T., I know the people are like, why is she telling us this? Is That was the first movie I ever watched in that cinema. Uh, uh-huh. And as I was leaving, an 86-year-old woman, actually, I was out the door, and she followed me out just to introduce herself and say she was so happy to meet me. Oh. It's the little things of, see, you know, they see you, they know who you are, yeah. and they feel that, Hey, I can go up and talk to her. She's like, you know, she's accessible. She's yeah. 
easy to talk to. And that means more to me than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I had a couple people call me actually just before this, there was a guy who called me and, uh, he, you know, there's a number on the website. And, you know, they call the number on their website and they're expecting and it's a staff for it. It's mine. Yeah, it's mine. And then he calls it and I pick up. He's like, wait, this is this is a lot gross. I'm like, yes. It's like, no way. Like, I can't believe you're picking up the phone. I'm like, why not? Like, you should be able to access the folks that you are <laughs> voting for, right? Isn't it? But, we're, like, we're, we're just cued into thinking, oh, it shouldn't be accessible. And then there's this mystery around it. And it makes it so much harder for then people to get involved or to voice their opinions or to be represented, really, in, in the system. So, um yeah, no, it's great. And you've got to, you got to be out there. you got to show up. That's so important. You do. Yeah. It's the little things. You know, they, they yeah. see me at sometimes I'll go to random school events, you know, at the elementary schools or yeah. something. And, but I love those little things Yeah. because it me it, you know, I learn I learned so much, I think being there, mm-hmm. I learned so much when the students know who I am or understand that I, you know, I might not talk about being mayor so much as being part of the city council or being involved in, they know that people care and they're watching. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it means, you know, it means so much to, to folks who are there too, because you, you showed up, right. And now the activity that if, especially for a kid, especially for a young mm-hmm. kid, when they see that like adults are showing up for them, uh, it, it, it puts so much more value on what they're doing. And then it, you, exactly. it's, it's hard. Cause you know, I've, I've taught a lot of kids and I've taught them for a long time, especially in, in more disadvantaged school districts that still haven't gotten the funding and the support they need. But you know, a lot of kids, they don't, they don't get to learn that self value because all society, everything around them, their schools, the building, the resources, the number of teachers that might be in the classroom, all of it tells them that you don't matter as much as somebody else. And exactly. to have people showing up like you are, I mean, I think it just it means the world a world of difference. So um, thank you, thank you for. We're, for doing we're, that. we're trying in Mexico. Yeah. I have to say it's a group effort. Here, yeah, so. yeah, I love. Well, I've always had a great experience there. So you've been, you've been, I, you'd have my vote if I lived there. So. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> not that I can even vote for the mayor because it's now. <laughs> well, you can vote it for me to be I, on council. Yes, that I can get you go. on the council. We'll get you on the council first. So, um, how do you like that? Do you think that system? I mean, it, it's different, right? It's it's interesting. It's a nonpartisan type thing. So, do, do you like it? Do you think it's it's working well? I mean, I haven't known anything else for the city. Yeah. I mean, I think because of the type of issues we actually show up in a town, you know, we're not super small. We're what a little under 12,000, but we don't have these major issues. I think where it necessitates, what am I trying to say? That's the word. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's it's, it's one of those days. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, That we have to, you know, vote for a mayor Mm. to, to lead and be this person um, I almost like the fact that, you know, we have a five-person council. All of us have voting, you know, rights. Um, and I think it also, it makes it where people are just, you know, we can work together as a team. Yeah. You know, I think it means something when everyone had to be elected by the people to get there. Mm-hmm. And then amongst ourselves, we can say, you know what, this is who we want to represent us as a whole. So, you know, I'm, I'm cool either way, but you know, I know some people have issues with it, but I think it's been working right now for our community. Mm -hmm. I think maybe if we had the old ward system or something like that, where we didn't do citywide elections, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. 
if we did partisan elections and we don't. Um, I think that's what I think that's the reason why it really works for you know works here because it's not about what side of the fence you're on um, politically. It's about what are you trying to do to make the community better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know I like the uh, the nonpartisan nature of live. Which we had more of it to be honest with you in government. I think yeah, we'd me uh, too. yeah. <laughs> I think we'd see some some better results. You know, so so you mentioned this a, a bit, but. Um, you know, you, you left and then you came back. Um, and I think we're seeing in, in a lot of places in Missouri, especially in areas that have been ignored for a long time, uh, a mm-hmm. lot of folks leave and they don't come back. Um, you know, I guess with, with your journey, um, and now you're, I mean, you're not only are you back, but you're like, you're back. Like you're elected, you're here. I'm here. And you're, you're, I mean, <laughs> look, I can feel the energy about it. Um, so I, you know, I, what, what do you, you, you tell young, young people who, uh, not just in Mexico, but like, you know, in, in, in towns all throughout our state, really all over the country about the, the experience you've had coming back. Because there was a long break in the middle there, but the experience that a you've had. A long break, 25 yeah. years. Yeah, but like the, the value, like, like has that, I mean, obviously you're still here and you seem to be having a great time. So like what's, what was the value of that for you and how do you, can you well, communicate I, that to others? You know, I'll, I'll tell anybody, um, I always say it was, God said God has a sense of humor and that was one of the ways he showed his humor. Um, I was happy being away from Missouri. I did notice as I was getting older you know, all my family was here, so yeah. Yeah. I would spend longer summers, like six weeks in the summer I would come and they'd have to put up with me. My parents would like, you're at the house for six weeks. Yep. I'm eating up all your food. I'm going to demand what type of food, you know, what I want to cook, you know, certain meals before I leave, yeah. all this. But while I was, you know, coming back, I also noticed, hey, I'm in South Carolina. I'm working with this group of students. I'm working with the I'm really into the arts. And so I was on a cultural council and different things that I was doing to improve the livelihood where I was, but then I was coming back and seeing some of the same issues where I grew up. Um, Then I said, well, I was ready to leave South Carolina. And I said, I want to move closer, maybe within eight hours of my parents. So if anything happens, less than a day's journey, I can get in my car, boom. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did the 16 hours in a day, but (laughs) <laughs> It'd be nice to be able to get there a lot earlier, you know, daylight. Yeah. Um, and as I was preparing and, you know, putting out God, literally, I and I have to use that, you know, to be honest, God sort of directed me, you know, you're going back home. And I realized it was more for the purpose if, especially being a black female. Yeah. And I realized there weren't a lot of people like me who had their PhD you know, had grew up here and came back or was around. Most of us would leave. And like you said, we might come back to visit family occasionally. Mm-hmm. And it was our rearview mirror. And I think it was realizing if somebody's not here, if people don't have images of themselves to look up and say, hey, I can do this too. Yeah. Sometimes they lose the motivation and I think that, you know, that's part of being that counselor. That counselor in me comes back is if I don't come back, if everyone leaves, mm-hmm. who's here for our children? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I think oftentimes it's it's so nice. Like, I, I feel like we need, we need like people who are, 
for a system to work, it has to work for for folks who are going about their business regularly, right? And it's mm-hmm. and it's successful. It's like uh, uh, you know my football coach would say, and I thought about becoming I was for a little bit, but. Uh, uh, you got to put people in positions to succeed, right? And so right. Uh, I, you ain't going to put me on the offensive line. I really wanted to be, but I, I ain't going <laughs> to be there. Could, I mean, I could. You ain't going to succeed. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it ain't going to go too well. Uh, but it, like that's kind of how it works. But it, it's like we're at the point right now where because so many of the systems aren't working, we need like extraordinary people to take that step and then lead in a lot of ways to make that system work better. Um, and to have, you know, those examples for other folks, you know, I wonder, uh, you know, looking around, uh, and there's a lot of issues happening throughout the country and in, and in Missouri, okay. but I wonder, you know, you look at what all of your experience, you're in higher ed, you're, you're back in your hometown, you're on the city council. What would you, what would make it easier for you to do all of these things, uh, that you would like to see in our state or in our state government? Is there something or some things in particular? Except outside of having 48-hour days. (laughs) Outside Um, of slowing down the rotation of the earth. Yes. What would? (laughs) Well, I think think we hit on it earlier when we said if we had a more nonpartisan approach to Mm -hmm. government. Um, Right now, I think the thing that disheartens me the most is seeing, and I even preached about it the other day. I said we have side, you know, everybody's yelling at each other. Yeah. But nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. And so it's everyone wants to be heard, but nobody's doing it where, you know, no one's willing to sit down and let's talk about it. Let's negotiate. Let's see how we can collaborate and work together. Um, I think that's the key thing. I think too often we have lost focus when we look at government um, and politics in, our, in the country. Um, we start looking at individuals. We look at um, parties specifically, and we paint them as black or white or purple or pink, whatever the case may be. Right. And we don't look at issues. We don't think of how is it going to impact not just the wealthy, but the ones who are most vulnerable. And we don't look to find some type of middle ground. And I think that's the biggest thing that we have to work on. And I, and I say, you know, that it goes back to those of us who are politically minded Mm. or who can think like that. We have to keep forging to try to get our place at the table. Yeah. 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 And oftentimes that's hard, especially, uh, you know, just, just given the history, right. And, and representation and everything else. And there's a lot of barriers to that that really shouldn't be there, but uh, unfortunately they still are. Uh, we got we got a wonderful comment uh, coming, and I'm going to put it up on the screen for everybody. I'll read it out so that you can hear it too. But uh, it's from Mercedes Van Dyke. Uh, Ayana makes me proud to be from Mexico, and I'm super excited to vote for a lot this fall. Oh, well, thank you for that too. Uh, but I mean, it's you know, I, I think it's thanks, right? Isn't that nice? I mean, it's just you know, it, it's it's seeing. You know, just be just like you said. I mean, it's showing up and it, it's coming out and, and doing the right thing, and people see that. And I think it really reflects in a lot of ways. And whether you're on one side of the spectrum or the other in this political world or whatever, um, you know, I, I think that's really important. It's that it's that work that means so much. So, um, yeah, no, that's great. That's good. So you got a little, you got a fan coming out, Mercedes. Thanks for for commenting. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we. Uh, 
We're coming close to the end here. Unfortunately, we're a little bit shortened due to technical difficulties, but that's okay. Um, well, you know, maybe another time we'll we'll bring it back on and we'll talk some more issues as they Love come it. up. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have to co-host a show at some point. I think. I think that would hey, be good. Yeah, we'll do it. this is good. I like this. Um, so you know, I. We've got a crowd. We've got, we've got some people out there who are watching, young folks, folks who are in Missouri, folks, some couple people from outside, too. Uh, you have any parting thoughts, any words of wisdom that you'd like to, uh, to give the people uh, uh, and let them know, especially you know, during, during this time of, of some confusion and chaos and whatever's going. But do you have anything that, that you'd like to impart on well, the rest it's, of us? I think it's realizing, like I always say, I said, understanding begins when you realize just because something isn't your reality does not mean it's not somebody else's. Mm -hmm. It's being able to have conversations that may be difficult and take and listen, you know, when you're having the conversation, listen with an open heart and mind. And it's really being able to take a part, get out, do your part. If you're 18 and older, register. If you're not registered to vote, vote. Get to know what candidates are running. Get to know the issues in your communities. Make a difference. Um, take pride in the communities in which you serve. And I think if more people really just did their part and realized I don't have to give billions of dollars, I don't have to do anything major, I just have to learn to be a good citizen and respect other citizens in my community and the world will be a better place. Yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, why I feel so strongly we need more educators in government in general because you learn how to be respectful uh, you learn how to be patient otherwise you ain't gonna be there for very long if you're oh, not patient. No. <laughs> you got- I did middle school I don't know about you but I, my first class that I taught was kindergarten and oh. uh Ooh. Blessings, blessings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had, I had some kids there. Oh, they were great. They were wonderful. Yeah, it was that was a good time. And then, uh, yeah, I've uh, uh, done all the way up through through high school. I've, I've actually taught some college kids too every once in a while. But yeah, that was a that was a good first class to teach. So, yeah, you definitely learn a lot uh, teaching you kindergartners. You sure do. You sure do. So, so they're just, they have way too much energy. They got a lot of energy. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Going you back, you would have said you were probably you probably had this as much as they did. So <laughs> it's probably they were probably more tired trying to keep up with the teacher. Every once in a while, <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, yeah. No, it's it's well, it's funny at the summer programs that I've been doing. We have all different grade levels together. So it's kindergarten up through middle school, and then we have high school kids and college kids who are hired to be, uh, like, basically camp counselors, right? right. And so it's, it's, it's really... It's really funny because the, the the program we do is very much like they're running the world. They form a government. It's very politically oriented. We have people come in, special guests who are yeah, elected so office. Yeah, so something like boys, boys and girls state. It's yeah. We actually had a a young lady from girls state, Camille. If you're watching right now, uh, Camille came down and she was um, she was one of our our counselors and uh, was wonderful. But she would she was so into it. She was so into it because it was basically like girl state, but like three weeks in a row, totally immersed. Right. Yeah. So she, uh, uh, I had to calm her down one year because she was basically taking over the country from her kids, but that's okay. We're fine. <laughs> uh, but it's so interesting. Cause you know, you would come in and you'd see me like, and you know, 
after a while, I would interact because I had them all in the same room and I would interact with the kids in the same way. So you'd see me talking to a kindergartner about like international treaties and, and embargoes. And they're just like, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we should stop trading with them. I'm like, okay, if that's what you want, you know, whatever you want. So <laughs> people would just be like, what is happening in this room right now? But lots it, of learning. It doesn't matter. It's happening. It's happening. It is, it is absolutely happening. They are learning a lot. And when you trust kids to lead, oftentimes they do pretty good. Sometimes they blow up the world. But, you know, it's at least it's a fake well, world. They, so. they, you know. Yeah. That's Everyone's entitled a, a couple of mistakes. Yeah, you, you get it out now is my thought. You know, you get it out. I bet we had one kid. And this all, I, I should stop talking. But we had one kid. She was she came back three three or four four years in a row maybe and mm-hmm. the first year she was there there was like a whole they they developed a, a nuclear weapon and then they dropped it it was a second and third graders and they dropped it on the the uh the high school kids or no they dropped it on there was an independent country it spilled over to the high school it was a whole thing uh oh. i remember <laughs> i remember three years later she was sitting there and somebody had developed a weapon and she looked and she went over to them and she stared at them and she said you don't want that thing You'd never want that thing. Those were the dark times. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This is, what have I done? That is great. It's great. You, so. you, look, they've, they've, they've emerged. They're yeah. learning. Yeah, so they're learning over time. Yeah. Well, this was a great time. I really appreciate you coming on, Mayor. Thank you for having me. Uh, Mayor Shivers of Mexico, Missouri. This was fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the Alad Pod. You can participate in future town halls and see all of our past ones at aladgross.live. You can reach me there, too, and I'd love to hear your ideas. For now, this is Alad Gross, and I'll see you on the next Alad Pod.